It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Shock the system. Welcome everybody back to the Believe in NXT podcast. It's Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all know the bit by now. It's your Saturday morning audio dope brought to you by your podcast tag team champions. Courtesy of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. But if you're new here, I'm one of your hosts for this glorious venture, Jacob DeLawrence. The man standing on the apron is my tag team partner. The... Mm, the mini human hot take machine, not quite Kel Dansby level yet, but give him some time, he'll get there. The man of a thousand and one hot takes. The man of the master of flagrancy. None other than Mr. Cedric Welton. How you doing today, Ced? I don't know how, how I feel about mini being attached to my name, but um, master of flagrancy was a good, good, good save. Good save. I'll take that. Master of flagrancy, call me the man of a thousand and one rants. Uh, Here we go. I'll take That's that more one. accurate. Rants. But I'm doing great, you know. We're coming at you, recapping NXT. You got a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff that I'll say I'm pleasantly surprised with. Stuff that I did not see coming, especially from the preview show you guys heard earlier this week. So where do you want to start? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah, we were wrong on that preview show. A lot, like, a lot, lot, which is not usually the case for us. So props to... NXT for throwing us off a little bit. Face for me, but not so much for you. You know what? I try to be good on this podcast, and here you come. Um, Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Well, we got to start with the, the best part of the show. We'll just kick it off with our NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai, taking on Shotzi Blackheart, non-title affair. And we already knew Shotzi Blackheart could go. But she took it to Io Shirai the majority of this match. And I don't think I plan to see a classic in this match. Io Shirai is kind of like the dark cloud. It's a great thing. I'm not saying this in a bad way. But she's like that cloud that's hanging over the women's division because she's low-key undefeated. But Shirai, or sorry, Blackheart put on such a phenomenal showing, and you can kind of buy her as possibly the face of the women's division someday. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like that match, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, went a good 20, 25 minutes, including commercial. Mm-hmm. The network version of it has it lasting about 16 minutes. All said and done. So, yeah, that's about 20 minutes, give or take, with commercials. I took a few notes. I decided, you know, pull a page out your playbook. And Shotzi got a lot of offense in. Right. Like, I'll say she controlled the bulk of that match up until that German suplex spot on the ring apron, which oh, God, sold so beautiful on commentary. I, for a second, I literally thought, I was like, oh, Shotzi's out. Yeah, that was a beautiful spot. I, I like that when they flex the brutality sometime in the women's division where they do something like that, and it's like, yo... 
Like, word? Okay. Yeah, like an apron spot. And then you go an apron spot with a German? Not something you see in a regular, like, in a, in, in a non-gimmick match, I'll say. Yeah, and it's definitely not something you see out the women's division on a regular basis, like you just said. So that in of itself makes it interesting. Yeah, Shotzi got a lot of offense in, and you're right, Shotzi can go, which we knew. I wasn't expecting this to be as good as it was, but I feel like we shouldn't have known that because it's Io Shirai who can wrestle a broom and make it look good. And Shotzi, as we just said, can go, put out a solid, solid opener, great, like, maybe match of the night. Nah, I'd say second best match of the night. I'll say match that night, and I know I stand for Io Shirai a lot. She can do no wrong in my eyes, but we're going to have to give her some some, some flack for these damn knees on these moonsaults, man. I was just about to go into that. She hit that moonsault, and it was shins to the stomach chest area this week. Man, it's like, just like when she won the title, the way she hit Ripley uh, with the moonsault, it's like, she's kind of, she got, she got some bounce, but I mean, she's kind of not hitting the, the X on the landing, you know, people, people are a little bit too far away. Her moonsault doesn't really have an aerial aspect to it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like Lita's moonsault. It's more like a fall into it. So it's like, it's coming quick. And now yeah, it seems more, like it's more of a, of a burden to, uh, to take the spot than anything. It's like throwing a baseball versus shooting a basketball. It's the best way to compare it. Like that baseball, the angle is going to stay relatively low. You shoot a basketball, you should get a high arc on your shot unless you're just a straight line drive shooter. Which that's a very ugly jump shot, I imagine, if you're a straight line shooter. You know what? Forget you because I'm a line drive shooter for the most part. So forget you. <laughs> forget just you. launching at the rim, huh? Hey, man, it's either the rim or the bank. The bank's open. We're at Tim Duncan. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. So, yeah. So, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so, like, of course, Io Shirai wins a match. Mutual respect shown between both competitors. No shenanigans in this match. None. The respect is there. I believe Blackheart had a moment where she said she had nothing but respect backstage after the match. And all of a sudden, next week, we have a a match where we're going to crown a new number one contender. And it kind of features the bulk, if not – all of All. the women's division. <laughs> yeah, the graphic showed damn near anybody that's been on TV or had significant time. Like, let me see if I can pull it real quick. Regal was full of announcements tonight. Full of them. Full of them. Which we'll get to in a bit, but yeah. We have, let's see. Your favorite, Rhea Ripley's front and center. Of course, she's on the front of the graphic. Right there, just staring right at you. Like, you can't help but see her. And you're just like, mm, mm, no, let's not run this back. I think it's too Big soon. Be, it, it will always be too soon, if you ask me. But, of course, I'm biased here. So, what do I know? Who else we got? Big Mama Cool was there. Dakota Kai, Andy Hartwell, 
Teigen, Caden Carter, Zia Lee, uh, Casey Cadenzaro, and Aaliyah. And uh, Candice LeRae. So pretty much the whole division. And the most notable absent T from this graphic is obviously Mia Yim, who we have already all but confirmed is like a bad hidden member of Retribution and Mercedes Martinez. She's either a member or a standard, but yeah, like it's Both. literally the women's division. So just off top, we'll 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 get more into this on the preview show, but just your your early pick right now. Early pick, I want to be a troll and say Aaliyah, but I'm gonna say um <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez. Um er, er, early pick. So I saw a tweet. That was like, just imagine if Raquel Gonzalez wins. Let me see if I can find the exact tweet. I can imagine that because I think that starts the dissension between uh, Dakota or the jealousy between Dakota and her. I'm sorry, not Raquel, Aaliyah. Let me find that tweet. If Aaliyah wins, it becomes a Robert Stone brand party. Everybody's going to want to join the brand. <laughs> I'd be here for a uh, for Aaliyah. <laughs> I mean, surprise me. Give me something completely out of this world different. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't... This is almost a throwaway, but what's interesting is it looks like there's no takeover during... Survivor Series weekend. Interesting, because last year there was. Yeah, so there's no war games, at least the night before Survivor Series, which I guess you can make the argument is because you don't have the real estate. You probably don't want those guys working those matches back-to-back if you're going to do the the three brands fighting for supremacy this year. That too. You don't have the real estate in full sale. You don't want to go back to back with some of those people. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, that is the interesting note there. So my early pick, normally I'd say this is a big mama cool stand club, but that is uh, on postponement until further notice, pending investigation. (laughs) Got to research some documents and pull some files. Yeah, we got to check the tape. You know what? I'm going to go with Dakota. Because <sighs> it's a throwaway. Like, I don't see this feud getting past TakeOver. <sighs> so it's like, you run somebody. You know what? Dakota Kai. I'll have a more concrete pick and fill on it come Wednesday's episode. But yeah, Dakota Kai. It's an early suggestion. It's an early yeah. suggestion. No problem. Just Dakota Kai. Don't hold me to it, but Dakota. So... We'll, we'll 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 flesh that out on the preview show next week. But speaking of throwaways, we found out what happened to the resident Blackheart. Champa was in action this week, taking on one of our Black Jobber Elite, who got rebranded as Desmond Troy. And you are not going to pull the wool over our eyes, WWE writers. We know that's Denzel Desjardins. He didn't even change his attire. Well, at least Ashanti the Adonis <laughs> changed his ring gear. You just had to get it in, huh? This man, <laughs> this man was still in the Steiner onesie, 
and, and wrestled like a Steiner. Exactly. And of course, this is a squash match. Ciampa hit his uh, Randy Orton style DDT, got him up out of there. But the problem I have with this match is not, and we're not going to talk about this match. It was a squash match. It was, it was what it was. But damn it, you're going to respect my black jobber elite. This man got to be at least, I'll say the 230, 240 pound range. And he tried to drop, drop kick Trumpa. I, I, that's a tongue twister right there. He tried to drop kick Ciampa, and Ciampa virtually no-sold it. He didn't fall to the ground, nothing. He, he, he fell into the rope. And I'm like, how? When Ciampa is literally probably only 180 pounds. Didn't respect that. Didn't respect that at all. <clears throat> fair, fair enough. However, quick sidebar, it wasn't the worst no-sell of the night because you brought to my attention something completely atrocious and significantly worse. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And people were in the comments on that one talking about, oh, somebody uh took the Shawn Michaels route here. The lazy, the lazy sell. That that was like as bad as Shawn Michaels uh sell of the punt a few weeks ago. Not even. HBK wasn't even that bad. Well considering HBK at least gave history, something. Yeah, but considering that HBK normally oversells. Like, he was still awake on that punt kick, and it was like, yo, Sean don't give a fuck about Randy right now. <laughs> it's like, you no, talking to my superstars on the NXT roster? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, no, what we're referring to, um, quick sidebar, Thunder Rosa, Ivelisse, and the AEW Dynamite match Wednesday, Ivelisse taking on the NWA Women's Champion. There's a snapmare part on the show. And this is on live television, by the way. So this got caught by the camera. Like, this isn't just a tweet from some fan in the audience. This was caught on Turner cameras. She literally takes a snapmare, sits there, looks like she's pouting, fixes her hair. And Thunder goes for, like, the half snapmare spot. And she looks like she would rather be anywhere else in the world. Yeah, and that's putting it mildly. So the clip that I saw starts with, like you said, Thunder Rosa in the corner. I just need to know what led up to that moment because she no-sold it from the moment Thunder Rosa grabbed her for the snapmare all the way through into the submission hold. Just like deadpanned it like it was nobody. It's like, hey, I'm going to break the fourth wall and then I'm going to break the fourth wall again. I'm going to no-sell it and I'm going to stare at the camera while I no-sell. So bad. So bad. But, like, I, I, I'm going to love the reaction to that going forward. Um, uh, half Nina Sky might have got our group in trouble, man. Hey, man. Skull World. Move but, your body, girl. Move, right? Move. Yep. There you go. There's right. a pop culture reference I, for you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. That's fine. <laughs> That's we're We're kind of due for one episode now. We have a quota. I mean, you call them Nina Sky, you might as well go with the biggest hit they got. Not, not the Oye Mikanto. Okay, I mean, no, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. I don't. I, let's not. Let's not. I'm mad. I said it now. Back to Champa and Dejunay. I'm Not calling him Desmond Troy. After the match, Champa sits in the ring, gets a chair, and is confronted by Jake Atlas, who said, who says Champa woke him up that he wants to compete in the big leagues and 
he's not going to take that lightly. So apparently we have a Jake Atlas match against Ciampa next week. Ciampa even takes it a step forward when Jake is being interviewed in the parking lot, the most dangerous place on NXT premises, as we've seen earlier this year with kidnappings and all the likes. Ciampa attacks Jake Atlas from behind again, is attacking him, looks to get a weapon. And Kyle O'Reilly confronts Ciampa and says, what the hell are you doing? This is a parking lot. You guys have a match next week. Get out of here. Which I'll go ahead and say, this was the biggest shock of the night for me. And it was so early in the show, it was like, what was that? Kyle O'Reilly coming to somebody's aid that like just a random too. Face turn. But why? Because you've ran the gambit on everything that you can do with Undisputed Air. Fair. So we're, we live in like the bizarre world where Ciampa and Gargano are the heels and the Undisputed Era are the baby faces. Cause I'm pretty sure. No, just well half talk, of them. That's what I'm saying. Half of the Undisputed Era is baby face while the other half is clearly still working heel. Yes. Because case in point, Roddy and Bobby Fish took on Drake Maverick and well, Killian Dane eventually joined the party. And it was pretty much one-way traffic. UE worked his heels and beat the brakes off of Maverick. Dane was like, I'm not going out there. Like, I didn't agree to this. He decides to sit in the back, watch it. Regal eventually comes up and is like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Are you going to let this happen? That that, that was gold. Yeah, like, yo, get your ass out there. It's like, you want me to go out there? Like, pretty much just guilt-tripping him to go to the ring and even when he gets out there, he doesn't look to fight at first. He throws Maverick into the ring, tells him, hey, take your loss like a man. And Roddy heckles Dane as he's going upstairs. I think he called him a big fat goon or something like that. Yep. And that was all it took for Dane to turn around and decide to wreck shop. completely wreck shop um, taking out both members of the era and picking up a victory, which I think we, we call it that they would win the match. Right. I think we did get that right. Yeah. Just not in that way, but nonetheless. Yeah. They get a victory. And of course, um, scrappy do over here is like jumping up and down celebrating and, what happens is the running joke, um, <laughs> Drake gets punched in the face. Actually, we predicted a victory, but we didn't, we, we didn't expect there to be a uh, disqualification victory. That was the caveat here. Somebody introduced a chair. Disqualification victory, but a victory that was celebrated nonetheless. Yep, and ended with the running joke of Drake Maverick getting punched. So I'm work- I mentioned before, I'm working on a piece here of how we can dismantle and reformat the tag teams. This is, where we're, this is what they're doing, right? This is going to be a tag team. 
Because you need tag teams. That's why. All right. And we love the odd couple tag teams, apparently. That's WWE's thing. Dane had a really nice bicycle kick. That's impressive for a man his size. So I don't know where this is going to head, if this is just going to be against the Undisputed Era. I, w- I would love to see them take on the Punjabi Punishers. But um, ah, maybe at the very least, if they do the tag team thing with Dane and, and Drake, maybe we can get a Fashion Files out of this. I know, I know Breeze has been teasing the Fashion Files comeback. Yeah, maybe so. It'd be nice, which, again, another perfect segue. You're doing great here today, by the way, champ. You're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Right into the tag team title match, the Prince Pretty. I was going to call him the Kings of Pretty. I just felt like it would be a little too offensive. (laughs) Prince Pretty and his tag team partner, Fondango, which, quick sidebar, I saw a clip on the Wrestling Classic, our TWC Worldwide now on Instagram. Definitely follow that account out. Follow that account. Great quality content. They tweet, They Instagrammed out a post when, like, Fondango was over, over. And he came out and interrupted Orton and Cena. I think Matt Maddox was, like, the GM of Raw at the time. The okay. pop that he got. And the fact that he had Cena sitting there trying to keep his face straight the whole time. (laughs) Like how they've mishandled Fondango at his peak, I don't know. But man, Man, we see it happen all the time, though, and that's what sucks. At least he's been able to recover. True. Very true. He's able to recover and have like another gimmick to his to his uh, credit. Yeah, but that so, man was super over. He was. But Brizongo comes out dressed in the fashion police uniform. So maybe, maybe, just maybe we're leaning a little bit back toward the fashion police gimmick. And in the change of things, Imperium comes out the gate running. No slow walk, no dust our feet off. They came out guns a-blazing. Bum rushed Breeze and Fandango before the match gets started and basically spent about 10 to 15 minutes just beating the bloody hell out of Fandango. Yeah, this was a good match. I like this match a lot. I like the back and forth. I like that Imperium looks strong. Um, remember, they got just got through calling Imperium boring, saying their title reign was sizzleless. So it looks like Imperium, at least this. Half of Imperium is here to stay in NXT, and rightfully so. They made them look very strong in this match. They kind of dominated the match from a in-ring point. And I i mean, the tag team matches that just tonight on NXT, like I love the endings. The endings really spoke volumes to them trying to do something with tag team wrestling. And it was just as simple as Brizango escaping with a roll-up victory. Just, just temporarily halting the finish of Imperium, the finisher, and escaping with a quick roll-up combo and, and leaving with the titles. And I think they needed that just to not allow them to be transitional champs. Yeah, because you can't just run it back like two weeks later. It's like, oh, no. you know what? Here you go. Sorry, you guys. can't keep we- doing title matches between these two, but we can have them 
hover around the title picture. Actually, you can kind of make this a long-term feud if you want. Because you really ain't got nothing else. And if you do it right, it makes sense. And you could even hot shot the titles between them for a little bit. Yeah, you could. I mean, it's, they're, they're, they've done worse things. They've definitely done worse things with titles. Exactly. It's one thing to hot shot the title between people who are feuding for an extended period versus just hot shotting between like four or five people who don't necessarily have anything in common. Speaking of two people that have nothing in common, great segue there. Kushida, Austin Theory. <laughs> they had a match with each other, which pretty much ended. So there was a time where I thought, I'd never really been high on Austin Theory. I know you told me he was really good in his previous promotion. And then he gets skyrocketed to the main roster on Raw to be a part of Zelina Vega and Andrade Garza stable, which was odd from the beginning. But then he gets an even bigger promotion, and he's a part of the discipleship with Seth Rollins. And, of course, he has allegations. You can't do anything with that. He's off TV. He comes back to NXT, and I'm thinking like, hey, you're back where you were supposed to be in the first place, and now you're going to get a push. You interrupt and attack Bronson Reed in a drive-by. You lose clean to him where he's overpowering you the whole time. And this is essentially another showcase for Austin Theory to lose. Kushida pretty much works Austin and actually taps him and holds the submission on after the bell. So this is the second week in a row. I think we've seen Austin Theory take an L, and it's also the second week in a row we've seen like a very edgier Kushida, which kind of ties right into whatever we're doing with Finn Balor. He kind of had his his first address as champion, letting people know, like, I put the brand back on the map. That's what I'm doing again as a champ, blah, blah, blah. And we know that there's going to be a number one contender gauntlet match next week where Kushida was the first announced competitor. So stocks up for Kushida, stocks very down for Austin Theory. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think that it's necessarily stock down for Theory. I feel like this is the classic bit of you have to work your way up the card because he's still in prominent positions. He's still getting offense in. It's not like he's getting steamrolled through any of this. So it's a little bit of you kind of got to pay your dues a little bit. Yeah. Not not quite jobber elite, but it still feels very jobber-esque for somebody that <clears throat> it's like it's like Cameron Grimes without the W's. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes sense. They're both annoying, too, so, yeah, that really makes sense. Yeah, like Cameron Grimes actually gets some Ws, and and God forbid, I think he actually had a a squash match once. Um, He did because you came on his podcast ranting about why are we giving Cameron Grimes squash matches. Yeah, I was hot. That's what theory feels like. The annoying guy is supposed to be, like, really good that gets his nose and everything but does not win. And... This is a terrible comparison, but it feels very Dolph Ziggler-esque. Utility player. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. Also, you're just young as hell. Like Velveteen Dream ate a bunch of L's at the start. Mm-hmm. So fair, fair. So we got two more matches to talk about, and I don't want to spend a lot of time here. Uh, we already talked about the number one contendership for the women's match next week. They had a display of tag team action with Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, the best friend tag team taking on Zia Lee and Jesse Kamea. Um, three of these women are in the match next week, uh, Jesse Kamea being the odd one out. Uh, this match was pretty much a showcase for the tag team women's division. We've been kind of flaunting the tag teams um, on other brands. They're doing it in NXT. They've been really talking up Casey and Caden. And the I'm going to go ahead and say that this is what I expected Team Flippy shit to be with Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Just the tandem offense, a lot of different uh, tandem combos, and the finish this match was really great. Just the, well, what do you want to call it? Kind of like an inverted type of Samoan drop type of thing into a roll-up from Casey to get the pin over Zaya. Now, what we saw after the match was Zaya kind of showing a lack of sportsmanship, which shows, for me, bad writing because they're just going to make another angry, <laughs> evil foreigner because, God forbid, people outside of the United States be nice, good, wholesome people. If but, it ain't broke, don't fix it. It is broke. It's terrible. It's terrible. Ask, ask Visit Kennedy McMahon if it's broke. Yeah, he's the only one that thinks it's, it's it still works, man. It, he, he he killed Shinsuke Nakamura. That that's my proof. Yeah, Nak is kind of happy where he is, so I can't complain. Man, I'm pretty sure he would love to be champion and putting on banger matches, but neither here or there. It's great to see Casey and Kaden actually being utilized. I think this won't do them any good, but I think they should get a tag team title shot against Nia and Shayna, or or Ruby and Liv if Ruby and Liv actually win the titles in a couple weeks, just because it helps showcase the fact that, hey, the titles do uh, travel to all three brands. Yeah, so actually I don't think they're going to get a shot against Nia and Shayna. That just doesn't make sense. It's the David Goliath. Like, it can work. You probably have to put more work into it than you want. But right. if you put the belts on the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot can carry Liv and almost anybody else in the ring well enough. Or you could have a good three-month run with them running through NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Plus, a lot of the women in NXT are solid, which kind of just kind of back to the um, women's number one contender. You can easily go Big Mama Cool and Dakota Kai if they can stand each other, allegedly, long enough to do a tag team. All right. It seems like the tag team division, and at least in the women's division, is actually heading somewhere. Like I can actually see it forming, which is which is beautiful because Sasha and Bailey kind of they cooked and they did their thing, but there really wasn't any opposition. You broke up the iconics. The other tag teams are kind of makeshift. We know that Nia and Shayna are only together for a brief period of time until they fight each other. They were just being used to take the belts off of um, Boston Hug Connection. Yeah, now, just a vehicle. Um, yeah, and you're going to hate this, but I, I would make an oh, argument man. that Liv is the better wrestler in the Riot Squad, but I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it today. Caden and Casey pick up the win. 
Caden, Casey, Zia Lee, all in the number one contendership match next week. And we're probably going to see an edgier Zaya Lee next week. And I know I picked Raquel Gonzalez. I, I'm thinking Zaya Lee would be my second best choice there. I'm sorry. This man just said, "Look, you know, you know." Let, let's just let it breathe. We'll, we'll dissect another time. Just let it breathe. Speaking of letting it breathe, we talked about this off the off the air. Thatcher Priest North American title. It seems like we regurgitate this a lot. And what, what I mean by that is hard hitting. That is the first thing you think of when you think of a Timothy Thatcher match. Hard hitting. But when I think about the bars that were said between Orton and Ciampa earlier this year about the NXT style and letting things breathe, Thatcher might be the best person in NXT. And I'm going to say he's better than Balor as well at doing certain things inside a match and letting it air out. So, so, so somebody can actually feel what's happening and understand the match psychology that's going on. This match really told a story, and it told a, a story of, of Priest overcoming, kind of having some edge, getting mad, and then putting his competitor away. I, I would love to see these two go at it some more because it was that great of a match. But, of course, it's way too soon to pull the belt off of Priest. Yeah, way too soon. Takeovers in, like I said, a few weeks. We can run this back again. <clears throat> Maybe throw one other person in there if you want. Hmm. Or put a stipulation on it, make it a submission match or something. We can run this back. Mm-hmm. And Thatcher is very, very, very damn good at what he does. He wrestles a slow, methodic, hard-hitting pace. He does the body manipulation, the joint breakdown, the dismemberment. But most importantly, like you said, he let shit breathe. Like, Randy Orton will probably sit there and watch a Thatcher match with some popcorn and tell some, yeah, this is some good shit, and just enjoying his life. Whereas mm-hmm. everybody else is like, Jesus, this match is slow, slow, and methodical. But I love That's it. That's how it's supposed to be. You love a match when you can actually say, okay, I can see how this stuff would would um slow somebody down hurt somebody stuff like that instead of all the the um the spots and the flips and stuff and and i mean the match had that too the match had some things like that too something that was very damn impressive is priest did like a spinning back kick off the top of the rope i was like damn a man that size shouldn't be able to do that like his size his height that was impressive he kind of Gave me like a Keith Lee vibes, if you would. Kind of defying gravity. Would but you yeah, say I, that he's limitless? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, not even going to touch that one. Not even going to touch that one. But um, you're right. I, I think they could run this back. Um, I think it makes sense to run it back. And I think if you did add a third to this match, it would probably be Gargano. I think Gargano had something he said earlier in the evening where he still it sounded very much like he's still trying to make a play for the North American title. I was going to say he's just trying to make a play for a title, but yeah, it's a good option. Add that third to it. Or like I said, you can do a submission match. Doesn't matter. It'll be good. I just when in doubt, throw Thatcher in there with somebody like a Gargano, like a priest, and just inject it into my veins because it's going to be good shit. 
What I don't want is, and we just I just talked about it with Austin Theory. I know you say Austin Theory is kind of paying his dues and whatnot like that because he's very young. Thatcher kind of been around the block. I, I don't want to see Thatcher become a utility player. I want to see him actually hold gold because he kind of came on the scene catching bodies. And you can you can make claim that we look at the best matches of the year. That fight pit is probably in discussion. Yeah, it's up there. Here's what I think. I just feel like the plan with <clears throat> the plan with Thatcher was Imperium. Okay. Like the plan was to send him overseas, let him get busy in NXT UK. However, we hit a goddamn pandemic. And thus we had to put things on pause. So that's cool. So now it's like, all right, we got to use him. He's good hand. And we'll just make him beat everybody up, dismember everybody. And then maybe you can find a way to weave him back in with Bartell and Eichner. And then whenever they go back, okay. you got a five-man Imperium. You know what's going to be a banger when they do it? And we talk about letting stuff breathe, um, joint manipulation, stuff like that. When they ever they do... Timothy Thatcher and Pete Dunn. Oh, oh. oh my Ooh. God. <laughs> if that doesn't cook for at least 15 to 20 minutes, that's takeover worthy right there. Cause you still have the long-term storytelling of him, of Thatcher pretty much imploding the imploding the the stallion bros or whatever. So you can do that long-term storytelling there however you want. But that match is takeover worthy. I'd argue that I would kick off a takeover with that match. Yes, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Oh, oh, y'all thought we were going for the spot fest? No, no, strap in. We are going British strong style and physical and violent. We are setting the tempo for tonight. I, I, I want to see that match at some point in the next in the next six months. Let's 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 that's make that Six months? Six months? Yeah, that's what I'm going to set the bar at, six months. So when we come around in six months, I'll be like, yeah, six more months. Yeah, let's make that one happen. Because that is going to be good. I don't care if it's got to happen in NXT UK, if you send Thatcher over, if you find a way to get Pete Dunne back. I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Just put it on the TV, give it 20 minutes, tell them to go beat the hell out of each other. I don't even care who wins. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's actually a match where if we had to do a prediction, you're right. I wouldn't care who wins. I I, I don't want to give you a prediction. I just want to watch that. They, they both with the fans win in that match because both men are going to put on such a banger. Exactly, because I would just like that uh, Eminem like kids. Do you like violence? Yeah, yeah. That's that's me. So be all types of joint manipulation, finger pulls, teeth being knocked out, like, and it's all going to make sense. Stiff. Exactly. And it's not going to feel rushed because that second that Pete Dunn grabs Thatcher's hand and just starts ripping at the fingers and then just pops them. Yeah, that, that's the type of violence I like to see. I, I don't like to see my wrestlers kill each other in all these spots with the with the hardcore stuff anymore. Just 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 do something that like you would see outside of a club or a Waffle House. 
Nah, you ain't gonna see that outside of Waffle House. You just gonna see somebody just getting ass whooped outside of a Waffle House. Ain't no <laughs> joint manipulate. It's just you get ass whooped. Nobody's trained. Nobody's trained outside the Waffle House. <laughs> oh, they trained, all right, but not like that. Like I done seen cooks come from behind the counter, tell somebody to step outside, whoop somebody ass, and walk right back in and go back to cooking. That's just crazy. That that I have seen that. I've seen those videos as well. No, I've seen those in person. Oh, this is this is <laughs> this is a different story real, in person. You're like, account. nah, nah. This ain't. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. We don't have Waffle Houses in California. Um, yeah. the college days, boy. <clears throat> we had two Waffle Houses in town. You literally some, see somebody get ass whooped at one. They drive down to the other one, get their ass whooped at that one. I love it. Because the Waffle, the Waffle House in Arizona actually were not near. They, they weren't near the bars. They were like always away from them, if that makes sense. Yeah, so were ours. Like, you have to put a Waffle House away from the bar. Otherwise, you'll really get a lot of fuckery. Yeah, I believe that. They're close enough to – there's one close enough to the college where I've definitely seen some stuff, but, yeah, good old Waffle House. Give us that endorsement, Waffle House. We, we, out, here, we out here talking about y'all business and, and glowing reviews. So, like, yeah, give, give us that endorsement. Let's just say, we ain't said nothing that ain't true, and let's just be honest here. Everybody done pulled up to a Waffle House and seen something like that. Yeah. Like that's a reason why there's two <clears throat> memes about Waffle House. If you pull up and you cook and you're outside smoking a cigarette, the food's gonna be trash. That is relatively true. Mm-hmm. And that don't shit clothes and hurricanes or nothing. So if Waffle House is closed, then you really should be afraid. Yes, it's very true. Like there's a legit federal Waffle House panic scale. One thing I want selfishly is like this is stupid as hell. Um I want the, one of those, like the little Iverson sleeves that say Waffle House on it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I have a picture of it in my phone, but yeah, I, I have to have one of those sleeves that say that, and I'm going to go to the courts and play basketball with that on. Please do. Or go play some flag football or something. Something. As long as I'm branded by Waffle House, you know, powered by the waffle. There you go. So Waffle House, reach out to us. We'll take a sponsorship because I need a better pecan. Waffle, two of them, side of hash browns, covered, chunky and chunked, triple order. You know. Like, ooh, that sounds good. So, you know what? I think we can wrap this up because I might just go make a ride at Waffle House real quick. <laughs> we made our case. We made our case. Somehow this episode will probably have Waffle House in the title. I don't know. But, I mean, we've already professed our love, and we just, we just, want, we just want a little love back. That's all we're saying. Exactly. That's it. So I think we've hit everything tonight. I think we did. Nice quick little episode for you guys. Your Saturday morning audio dope. Make sure you go back and listen to the preview before you listen to this. It's vastly different when you talk about picks and things like that. And we got some heat coming for you. Hopefully soon. We sat down with some podcast royalty recently. The Mighty Ven, one half of the Russell Rap podcast, who gave us a lot of gems. We even have some pretty witty banter on there about uh, the playoff format and NBA basketball. Make sure you check out his new podcast. I believe it's titled uh, Split City. 
Yep, Split City Podcast. Thank you. It is coming. It today too. Did he finally drop it? I think he dropped today. I saw a tweet. Pretty sure he dropped it today. I was about to say it's coming whenever Vin decides to drop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet a tweet today um, that he dropped it today. Had some people waiting in the Zoom queue, so um, go check that out. Great basketball mind there, even better wrestling mind, and we'll have him for your your listening pleasure here very soon. Also, make sure you go follow Jacob at underscore J Della. Follow me at said says that's C E double D underscore S A Y S. And if you feel like looking at my pictures, follow me on Instagram at says is the answer. Um, support our work, man. Download us here. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. But not just that, we write too. We write. Check me out on Fan at Daily DDT. Check Jacob out. He just had a nice, uh, glowing review of Nas's latest album <laughs> that I enjoyed reading every every sentence, every stanza on have him just praising the work that is Nazir. Check that I out. Just, I just want to know real quick, how many times did you like scroll up to the top and was like, Jake, no, nah, this can't be the same Jacob that I host a podcast with. Um, yeah, it's like I referred back like every single time I read, I just made sure I went to the top and said, okay, right guy? Okay, let me go back. Right guy? Okay. <laughs> and I took notes. I'm like, okay, he said this. So next time he tries to like, disagree this was like your words so make sure ah, this man treated my Nas album review <clears throat> as if he was studying for a test and took notes like it's going to be an open book test but like, yep gotcha like a pop quiz is coming like you don't like this song but wait you said this here um it's printed it's written right here so kind of contradicting yourself when you say it's mid but <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, see, see. All right, you know, let you have that. Um, again, we're gonna end this podcast on a good note for you for like the third episode in a row. Hey, so man, that's all I asked for. That's all I asked for. <clears throat> yeah. So, like said, said, follow us on Twitter. Follow us. Well, yeah, that's it, really. Just follow us on Twitter. I'm at underscore J Dallas. Said is at said underscore says double D underscore S A Y S. Don't forget, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave a comment. That is how we can help grow this podcast so we can slowly just climb up. So when you type in NXT, you see us sitting toward the top of the charts. When you type in Believe, you see us sitting toward the top of the charts. And also, if you like the podcast, share it, tweet it, tell a friend, tag a friend in it, tag us in it. We're friendly. We don't bite. Or Tweet Believe at Believe Podcast. Let them know. Because without you, this podcast is nothing, sort of. I mean, we're still here, but you know. Takes a village. Exactly. We bring you this quality content twice a week, sometimes three times a week. Just go leave us a little review. That's all. Yeah. Takes 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 none of your time, and it means the world to us. It takes 30 seconds to a minute at most. If you see us in these wrestling Twitter streets... Make sure you drop us a line. Talk to us. We talk back. I personally love to argue about wrestling or at least just engage in some banter. Exactly. Because when we're allowed to go outside around many a time, we're going to be out there running around with mics, acting stone fools, having fun. So if you see us, pull up on us. We'll have some fun with you. Exactly. Not just mics, but custom-plated titles, courtesy of Believe. Curse it, Coley. I'm gonna make a pit stop in uh, Michigan and go rob 
the belt god. <laughs> we'll return him. We'll return him. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll change the back, things. We'll, we'll give him back, Coley. We know you're listening in. We'll, we'll give you your belt back, Coley. We we just got to borrow it real quick. Yeah, just gotta. We just gotta look really official here. That's all. But yeah, we might get believed to make us some podcast tag team champ belts. But yeah, we're starting to ramble here and go down sidebars and rabbit holes. So we just gonna wrap it up. I want some Waffle House. It's about pretty late on a Friday as we're recording this. So I might just go get another couple of drinks so I can get a little bit of buzz going and then get Waffle House, get the semi-full experience. And my co-host is just stuck out west where there's no Waffle Houses for you. Yeah, you're right. There's no Waffle House. So I'm going to take it old school, probably get some Pizza Hut, which isn't as cool, but it is what it is. I mean, you can just go get you in and out, you know. That too. You know what? Good idea. Good call. Good call. There you go. There you go. So, hey, not only do you come to us for wrestling, you come to us for food suggestions as well. Because we're that versatile. Super versatile. And we'll be back at you next week. So make sure you tune in. And I don't know. Have a good weekend. Exactly. We will see you guys Monday with Mighty Vin Part 1 of maybe 2 or 3 And then of course Wednesday with that preview But until then, I'm Jacob That said, we're out of here